no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it young If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and I am excited. We got Patty Catter here from Sarasota, Florida. Patty, how are you today? I am good, Nate. How are you doing? I'm really good. And uh, yeah, we're kind of doing this back to back. I had the opportunity to be on Patty's show just yesterday as we're recording this. So excited for you to be here and uh, to talk to our audience and let them know all the good things that you're up to. But before we get too far into that, I do like to start off my podcast this way. Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you or what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Mm. Actually, I've, I've done a lot of things with military veterans. And the biggest thing that comes to mind is when I see a good leader um, in the military, I was not in the military, but I spent a lot of time with military officials. Um, the best leader to me is those who show by example. So um, that's what comes to mind when I see a champion that's a leader. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. That's that's a huge part uh of my definition, I believe too, of championship leadership. So, well, you, you talked, you teased it a little bit that you've done a lot of work with military uh, and veterans. And, uh, you know, I know your personal story is, is tied to that as well. So maybe you could share your story with uh, the audience that's not familiar with you and what you're up to and, and what it is that you do today. Sure. So I started podcasting a long time ago before it was even called podcasting. (laughs) And I did that when my husband, Ken, he was in the military, he was in the army and he was deployed to Iraq is when I started. Um, But to give you a little bit of a backstory, I met my husband when he was first getting out of the Marine Corps. So that was in the late 1990s. We're going to throw it way back. Yeah, right. And you know, I didn't really realize the, the tremendous um, responsibility it was for him to be in the military. I was not even old enough to purchase my own alcohol. When I met him, I was 20 years old. And I just remember him saying, you know, I was in recon and, and all I know is I was like, oh, he has muscles and he's really nice. And he's cute. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really realize um, the impact that military ha- would have on my life and on our lives as a family. Um, He was older than me and a lot more responsible. 
Um, anyways, we ended up together. We had three kids. Um, he was a policeman. And um, after his time in the Marine Corps, he was also on the sheriff's dive team. I ended up becoming a police reservist for this um, city of Saginaw, which is the most violent city per capita in the nation. And I loved it because it was just a volunteer position and I was able to help people in the community. Um, fast forward a little bit, 9-11 happened and my husband really had a calling inside of him to join the military again. And so he ended up joining the army. I tease him. He was a little too old to go into the Marine Corps. Um, if he wanted to go active duty, he, they would take him as a reserve, but he wanted to go active. Yeah. So he joined the army. He was very proud of that. His uncle served in the 82nd Airborne, and that's where he ended up was the 82nd Airborne. He um, went and he trained. He did some cleanup with Hurricane Katrina. Um, it was our three kids and myself. We moved on post for the first year to Fort Bragg. And then um, after the first year, we moved off post. We bought a home, but um, it everything was going good. It was different than civilian life for sure. We had a home on 30 acres. It was a ginormous home in Michigan. And then we moved on to this little post, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> different. Um, but basically, I started podcasting to um, reach military spouses while my husband was deployed because we had a tight knit group of spouses um, during that deployment. And a couple of them started moving. And so I found this online radio platform and found out how easy it was to communicate with the other spouses via the online radio platform. Mm-hmm. So my husband, when he was in Iraq, he was there for 15 months total, um, just over, gosh, it was just over a year and actually more than a year into his deployment. He ended up getting wounded in May of 2007. And we did not realize the amount of injury that he had until he came home. So his unit had lost many guys. Unfortunately, several of them were killed. Several of them were wounded since he had all his fingers and toes. We say, um, he stayed in Iraq the remainder of the time, but the first night home, I knew there was something very wrong with him. He had short-term memory problems, big time. He didn't remember eating dinner with us. He had a seizure his first night home. So it's like, what is going on? So basically I, um, made him go to the doctor. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> and uh, from there, they rushed him to emergency surgery on his neck and started treating him with a, a moderate to severe head injury. So I began not only helping my husband, but a lot of single soldiers who were on post to and became a military advocate. That's I know that's a lot I just gave you, but yeah, that's kind of the beginning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how long was your husband still in Iraq before coming home after the injury? So he was injured in May and they came home in October. Really? And there for that long without treating any of the head injury stuff that he had going on, clearly? I mean, obviously, it didn't just happen when he came home. All of a sudden, he had these, these signs or symptoms, right? I mean, it right. happening while he was there. Right. Absolutely. A couple of the guys afterwards, after the deployment was over, came to me and we were like, well, man, we're sorry. I thought Ken was just sleeping weird because there was a guy in their unit who was very traumatized and he would suck his thumb. And I mean, this deployment was horrid. Um, I mean, there's headlines all over (laughs) about that unit. 
and the things that they went through. So a lot of the things that he was going through, most of the guys he was with also had these problems. So they came home and they all were diagnosed with head injuries as well. And I mean, things were so fast paced. I remember them having to drink uh, a lot of caffeine to keep them going little sleep. So yeah, it was, uh, it was traumatic after the soldiers came home. Unfortunately, uh, we had some suicides in the unit. Um, people who didn't have a spouse to say, Hey, you need to go get some help. Or some of them did have a spouse, but still, you know, um, just the demons of war are really difficult. So you became a military advocate. I know you did a lot on that side of things. Um, and now you have another podcast, right? What's the name of your podcast today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today it's called wake up with Patty Catter and, uh, my friend, Adam bird, he's the CEO of heroes media group. He helped me name the podcast. Um, he's like, Hey, why don't you just do this? Um, it has a couple meanings. Either you can listen to it literally when you wake up for encouragement or hopefully it will also help wake people up to different things that are going on and encourage them and motivate them to do some good in the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So who are some championship leaders that have impacted you? Like who are some people, maybe a coach, maybe a mentor, you know, maybe just somebody that you've crossed paths with in life, but who is it? But also really most importantly, like what are some of the characteristics that really stand out from those individuals that, that maybe even you've taken on as characteristics of who you are as a leader today as well? Mm-hmm. Definitely my grandma on my dad's side. So that would be my dad's mom. She mm-hmm. was amazing. She was around during the great depression. She was a Rosie, the riveter building bombs during world war II. Awesome. Um, She had very little when she was growing up, she ended up having to go live with her aunt and uncle later on. Um, and she, worked very hard for everything that she had. And not only did she work really hard for everything she had, but she gave a lot of things to people. She, um, as she got older, she ended up purchasing homes to rent out to people. A lot of her renters didn't have money to pay the rent. So she would just let them live there for free. And, um, she really taught me that, you definitely can't judge a book by the cover. Um, she did very well for herself, her and my, um, it would be, I guess it would be my grandpa. My biological grandfather passed away when my dad was little, but the man that she ended up marrying, um, together, they really helped a lot of people and they were just very humble. Mm-hmm. Um, their home was, you know, old fashioned farmhouse and, uh, she gardened and, Uh, did a lot of canning. So she was a really big influencer on my life, just showing me that there are other people who always have it worse off than you. She had a sister uh, that died when she was little, she had tuberculosis and she just went through a lot. Yeah. Um, My grandfather on my mom's side was a huge impact on me as well. He was a retired police officer in the city of Flint, Michigan. And, um, I guess I was always raised in a very patriotic home. My grandpa always had, you know, the United States flag outside. Mm -hmm. He collected American Eagle statues. I don't know why, but he loved them. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I guess the symbolism and, uh, my dad, he played a really big impact on me in a different kind of way. He was very stubborn and set in his own ways. (laughs) And I remember him saying, you know, you're really stubborn kind of like me. And as long as you use your stubbornness to do great things and to fight for people who need it, you're going to do awesome. And so that's what I did. Yeah, no doubt. 
I'm sure that that uh, played a big part as you um, as you go out and you're fighting for other military veterans and what I could imagine red tape and things that you have to fight through and, and stubbornness comes in handy. I would, I would imagine in that journey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There were a few times I wanted to throw in the towel or you'll meet veterans who will say, you know, I'm just tired of dealing with this, this, or this. Yeah. And if you, if you're not stubborn and you just don't fight through that red tape, you're not going to ever get anywhere. Right. Yeah. Well, that's incredible that uh, you've been able to take some of those characteristics to, to help you and to help, impact a lot of other people as well along the way. What's the vision for you right now? Like I think of championship leaders, they have great vision and, and also most importantly, courage to take action on that and to make a big impact. So what's your vision and impact for what you want to accomplish uh, in what you're doing today? Let's say maybe even kind of the more short term, like five years from now. Mm-hmm. So my mentor really helped me get through something I was stuck on. I was very stuck on the fact that I like helping people. I love volunteering my time. I give all of my resources and my money to military nonprofits or to other nonprofits. But as the years have went by, I've seen a lot of waste going on in some of the nonprofits, or I'll see the people that I really want to touch are not getting the help that they need. And so he helped open my eyes to know that if I'm doing well for myself and my business is doing well and I'm making a a good living and I'm making more money, I can just give people money that I want to help. I don't have to go around to these big organizations and I don't have to just give all my time and resources away. Um, So my big plan is just to keep building my business. I want to, honestly, I just want to build some income. I want to do what I want to do with the money. I don't want to have to, um, basically answer to somebody, why do I want to give this person money? I just want to do it. So I'm just going to do it. You know, yeah, right. so I think, I think for me, ever since I can ever remember, I just like helping people and that's what I want to continue to do. And I've learned that the more successful I am, the more people I can reach in doing so. Got it. That's great. Who's your mentor? Mike Young. He Mike is Young. the makeover master. He is the makeover master and a good friend of mine too. So I, I thought that might be who you're talking about and want a little, little shout out to Mike. Uh, yes. And can't wait to see he's working on a site for you too. Right. And then build he up. is. Yeah. So. It's almost done. He just did all my social media banners. So I'm very excited. He just redid mine actually just recently and uh, just a few days ago. So mm-hmm. but that's enough about Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is a question that I like to kind of my favorite question to ask our guests, you know, what's, what's a critical moment in your life. And and I'm sure you've probably already mentioned a few, but, uh, and we all have many, but what is, what's a critical moment, kind of that fork in the road where, you know, people are trying to decide which way to go, right. Do I go right? Do I go left? And a lot of times people end up kind of looking back with some regret because they maybe made the wrong choice or they, you know, Unfortunately, you don't know at the time when you're making that, how it's going to work out. But if they had that crystal ball, then maybe they'd go back and make a different decision. Now, obviously you made the decision that you did that has you where you are today, but is there a moment uh, that you could share? I think there's power in hearing other people's stories and when they're in those moments that might be there right now to help them to move forward. So Mm -hmm. does anything come to mind for you that you could share? Yeah, there's two, but the strongest one I'll share, and I don't talk about it very much at all. I think maybe one other time have I ever even talked about it on the air was um, my 
a lot of you don't know, but my mom had cancer and she fought for many years with cancer. And my dad was always by her side. They were together since kindergarten. They were high school sweethearts. They just, they'd known each other their whole entire life. So when my mom, right before my mom passed away, my father tried to kill himself. And un, well, unfortunately, I was there that time. However, seven months later, he did end up taking his own life. And that really, really knocked the wind out of my sails. And I just kind of was, oh gosh, just really thrown off because my dad, I never in a million years would have ever, ever, ever thought that would happen. Um, he was always a, the rock in our family. He was always, he was stubborn and <laughs> trying to get through things, but he just, he just couldn't get through losing my mom. Mm -hmm. And I took it very personally. I was really upset and I still get really upset thinking about it, but I was so upset because I thought, you know, he was selfish. He wasn't thinking of me. He wasn't thinking of my kids, all these things. But what I've learned since then, that was in 2015 is what I've learned is other people's journeys are not your journey. And I focused too much on why, like, why did he do this? Why did he do that? And so I felt, I feel like I kind of lost a couple of years, just kind of trying to process everything and trying to figure it out. And so I would really encourage anybody. It doesn't have to be something as dramatic as that having somebody, you know, take their life that, you know, but it can be anything in life. And don't take other people's actions. So to your heart that you put your own self out off, you know, you just, you, you have to keep going and you have to keep pushing through. And I think that probably was something that I wish I could have learned to process quicker than I did. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, you know, that's not something that you can really necessarily prepare for. You know? I mean, right. Yeah. It, it, that one really knocked me through a loop. Yeah. You know, when Ken, my husband, when he was deployed to Iraq, I kind of knew there was a chance. There was a chance he could be wounded. There was a chance he could end up being killed. Um, I didn't realize that was going to actually happen um, yeah. where he was wounded, but with my dad, there were no, there was never an indication my entire life. Everything that I knew growing up, changed in a second you know yeah. well well thank you for sharing that i do appreciate it uh that's a incredible story as we start to wrap this up what what would be like if there's one or two things you could give the listeners that you know if they were to implement today and take action today would help move their life forward right now what would that be quit talking about what you're going to do and actually write down some tangible goals and check them off your list and get those goals done because I've known so many people who will come to me either for life coaching or um, consultations or whatever. And they'll say, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then you check on them like three years later and they're still talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that, that is a huge one, right. To get it out of your head, put it on paper, it, something powerful and almost magical about it, where it's like, it, it becomes real when you do that. Right. And uh, yeah. Right. I mean, hire somebody like Nate too, um, <laughs> because I mean, Mike, my mentor, Mike has been a huge asset to me because he cuts through that sugar coating and he's like, no more BS. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Why don't you do it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So um, what are some ways we can listen in to you and your show and find out more about what you're up to and, and uh, follow you on social media and all that great stuff? 
Thank you. My website is Patty Catter, P-A-T-T-I-K-A-T-T-E-R.com. You can go there. You, you'll find all my links there, but um, on, I'm, I'm on every podcast platform. I am on Amazon TV, Roku, and 17 AM FM radio stations across the United States. Awesome. Thank you so much today, Patty, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been an awesome conversation. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Let's go. 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 When I got back, I feel out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage it's never been better than this and we got three kids that's who i do it for i'm gonna be a leader